My name's Sharice Kenyon and this is the Beauty Me podcast. I've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years and I thought it was about time I created my own platform so I could talk all about beauty without the BS. While there's plenty of room for product recommendations, I'm also all about the daily routines, traditions and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently. Hi there, this week's guest is Anita Benitez, the brand marketing manager for YouTube Music. Anita's built a huge career in marketing at iconic brands such as Google and Time Inc. But as well as all that, she's also founded the platform More By Her, which is about serving creative women and highlighting women that are shaping the culture. It's an amazing platform that inspires all types of women, but especially young women, because it allows them to see what it's like to live and work as an artist. Throughout the conversation, we have quite a few issues with Wi-Fi. So what actually was an hour-long conversation has been edited down to 30 minutes so that you guys can really get the best of it. So where we actually end up starting is with me asking her, she's so busy working at YouTube Music, why would she start more by her now? Let me know what you think. It was definitely accumulation of wanting to support artists and directly impact society and, and, and support their careers because I'm a creative myself outside of work. I dance, I act, I do some modeling. I've been doing a good amount of public speaking and actually I'm moving towards TV hosting on screen. Oh, cool. Um, and so I've been throughout my life getting so much fulfillment from the arts and from creative outlets and growing up with my mom, who is a painter, okay. um, but was never able to support a career as mm. a painter because mm. of financial reasons, I really found it pressing that people who know what makes them come alive and know and are doing the thing that brings them joy and brings other people joy are able to make a livelihood off of that. Mm. It just seems like the thing that most people value most in life is, is entertainment, it's culture, it's writing, it's art, it's all these things, but it's not monetarily valued in mm. society in the way it should be um and so that's a big problem to me um because personally i realize how harmful it is to know that you can't do the thing that you love um because of financial reasons and mm. somehow i've navigated a creative career mm. despite that um, but i know so many other folks are deterred because of the starving artist stereotype yeah you know they're so fearful of doing the one thing that makes them love themselves. Um, and that's really painful for me. And so mm. I think I always felt this level of urgency around wanting to help artists and working in the music industry and working in media. Mm. I felt I was doing this with all the musicians I was supporting at RCA. And then in when I was at Timing, doing marketing for Time Magazine, Entertainment Weekly and Fortune Magazine, and there's so many folks on the creative and editorial sides of the business. They're photographers, they're writers, they're journalists. And yeah, and they deserve to be supported. And so I did feel like, you know, somewhat I'm supporting definitely a lot of artists at scale, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel it directly. And so this is the year where I was like, okay, mm -hmm. if I can do one thing, it would be to support amazing women who are creating. Mm -hmm. If I could do one thing at the end of those, you know, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about legacy, Okay, I think, um, and to to lightly dive into a heavier topic i had a partner um a few years ago who had a like 
near-death experience. He had a stroke, and um, I think that was a big eye-opener for me and, and being his caregiver and seeing how short mm-hmm. and unpredictable life can be for many of us. And so, so More by Her was kind of created <laughs> with a sense of urgency because if nothing else, I want to know that I've helped support a few women be highlighted, spotlighted in the work that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I would love to bring up more of a pipeline of women who are creating mm-hmm. um, to the future. And so this is one baby step towards that. What I'd love to do is continue to amplify the platform so that each woman who is featured can there for know that they're gaining one, obviously more followers, mm. but two, more sales, like really, yeah. truly more brand partnerships, like can really feel this support is substantial um and makes a difference in their lives and so that is definitely goals and it'll be a forever thing yeah but another big piece was just seeing the women in the life that I admired the most the people that I felt were so alive and so engaged were the women who are creating yeah um and didn't matter if they're creating a business didn't matter if they're creating um sculptures Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're creating anything, you're therefore yeah. creative and there's yeah. such a power that you unleash when you are in that position. Yeah. And the more women who can at least, even as a hobby, step into creation, I think yeah. as a feminist, my mindset is that women are extremely powerful and we've mm. been oppressed, mm. right? And so the more women can recognize that they still have that power, that yeah. they're maybe working in environments where patriarchy is deeply embedded yeah um and and they might not realize how how much it's impacted them until yeah they're in a position of creation or surrounding themselves with other women who are creating etc do you have like any morning routines like very specific like the time you wake up how you wake up what you eat and then obviously skincare etc yeah I do. And I actually just recorded a video of my morning routine and it was very like wellness centric because okay. I wanted to show people kind of how accessible it is to integrate self-care practices into waking up. Um, so for me, this is obviously caveat on a good day when I don't have somebody sleeping over mm-hmm. and I don't have like anything specifically urgent in the morning. So my typical wake up time is around 7 a.m. And so that gives me like a full eight hours of sleep, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like make my bed pretty neurotically um, because it's really satisfying. And I've done this since I was, I don't know, three years old. Really? Um, so it's not a Marie yeah, Kondo it's, thing? It's not a Marie Kondo thing. It's actually, um, I think there's some studies on people who make their beds and like it's their performance because there's like, this sense of accomplishment when you do accomplish one thing and that's making my bed. Mm. Then I, um, I have a lot of, um, shades, um, to make sure that like the room is really dark and I'm sleeping that Mm -hmm. way. Um, and so I open those up. Some like kind of like helps me get up. Then I usually start doing some stretches and then I do a little bit of dance. Um, and then I try to meditate for about 10 minutes be at peace and for 10 minutes I can definitely like do that quite well okay. I'm able to just body scan so I focus on like the top of my head and kind of like work my way down my body and see mm-hmm. and it's a good way for me to check in on like my health in general mm-hmm. um to see how I'm feeling truly 
um, because you don't realize like where you're carrying tension, where you realize you have some pain and you didn't even know because you've been so busy. You ignore things, don't you? I think you just get on with stuff. Yeah, it's so common. It's so common for like people to have like major health issues and not realize it until like the last Mm. moment. Mm. I feel like doctors' jobs would be so much easier if more people evaluated their health. Yeah. But anyway, so I'll do that and then yeah, I'll just kind of start with like washing my face. I just I change products a lot. Okay. And what do you, what do you use I, today? I, to today watch? I use this Whole Foods 365 brand of face cleanser. Okay. Um, and I like it a lot. It worked out well. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I've really been loyal to, because after I wash my face, I used to have different astringents, like mm. different toners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really like any of them. No. Um, I tried witch hazel. The one that I do actually need to try is like a raspberry astringent, raspberry vinegar mm-hmm. versus I was doing apple cider vinegar for a while. Okay. And it just smelled so bad. <laughs> yeah, you so can't get rid of that smell. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, very haunting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll wash my face. Then my moisturizer is um, super goop, the daily moisturizer with like 40 SPF. Then I'll come back into my room after doing a few other hygiene things. <laughs> but I always take a shower the night before, so not a ton brushing my teeth, you know, the usual things, deodorant. Yeah. Um, and then depending on my feeling, I'll do a little bit of makeup. Um, so that'll usually be concealer under the eyes, some light li- eyeliner. I've been like an eyeliner abuser historically, like ever since middle school, yeah. doing way too much. And so <laughs> I've gotten to a point I just do minimal eyeliner. Okay. If I'm feeling fun, I do a cat eye or a red lip and then mascara. And I'm trying to get more into essential oil. Okay. Yeah. And then that's usually the process aside from figuring out what the weather is mm-hmm. and then making outfit decisions. Yeah. based on that and then finally my last step is going online okay. um i really try to stay away from my phone during that oh, whole you're the first morning person that said that i think in all of the interviews that i've done for most people it's definitely the first thing very first thing they do before they even get out of bed and i i know that's like a common thing but i guess i thought it might have changed now like because we're often talking about healthier habits and try not to have any tech in your bedroom at all like bedrooms are for like two things sleep and sex and leave everything else behind but a few of the people I've spoken to obviously I think it's just because social media has been part of them getting their message across and their brand out there and often they're like co-founders or owners and it's just it is the first thing that they do they check their emails and they get drawn straight into that world which is going to be there regardless yeah I think it usually that's my stance it can wait like a half hour Mm. for me to have dedicated time to myself Mm. Because it'll always be there and kind of moving. Yeah, I think like people who show like a good respect of their own time usually end up being happy, mm. right? Um, and so I try to operate in a way where I'm being really mindful of the time that's just for me and then the time that's for other people, time that's just for social media, time that's for my day job, time that's for my um, more by her for mm-hmm. my entrepreneur pursuits and creative time and I think the more that I'm able to do that I'm able to like be present also mm-hmm. in each of those because I'm not I know that there's an end to it yeah uh, versus everything kind of 
constantly ongoing and I am juggling and toggling between each, but at least I'm like conscious of that. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a like complete reflex to grab my phone. It's also situated across the room from me. Yeah, yeah. And I have my alarm set as like my Google Home. So technically that is a piece of tech. Oh, um, okay. But I, all I have to do is kind of like voice call to it. Okay. So. Before we move on, I wanted to ask you, you have amazing eyebrows. So I just wanted to know if they're all yours or if you've got a little eyebrow routine that, that you missed out. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. I'm so glad big eyebrows are in because lucky. it's one of those things where, you know, growing up, I was told my eyebrows like were too big and I overplucked them, tweezed them down to like pin, like <laughs> oh, so no, thin that it's like somebody drew them on <laughs> in one little sharpie. And then, um, and then I've kind of like come out of that, which is great. And I'm glad that full eyebrows are back in. I happen to naturally have them. So that's half helpful. But I also now do um, a little bit of a brow pencil sometimes. And then if not, I'll just brush them up because yeah, yeah. I like the full eyebrow look. Yeah, I try not yeah. to um, get them waxed or anything because okay. I'm scared of them over yeah we're doing yeah. it i've done i've done spreading um before but generally i'm just tweezing mm. and cleaning them up mm. um so that's worked out well yeah. i'm it's so nice when like your natural features come in style and mm. it feels like for a lot of people of color we've mm. just been winning mm. <laughs> because it's like <laughs> full lips you know certain things like that you you know you can obviously do plastic surgery to change these things but mm. i don't I don't foresee myself getting plastic surgery yeah. in this lifetime unless I have a serious medical need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, one of my favorite things is like finding out about how beauty sort of first finds its way into our world, like as girls and women. So what was your sort of first sort of thought when you realized that beauty was like this, this thing that's pretty much based around the female form or your face was it like through advertising was it through family or rituals advertising was a big influencer I was even thinking that Barbie dolls were probably the first time I became so aware of beauty routines I remember a neighborhood friend of mine had one of those big Barbie doll heads I don't know you had them I always wanted one and you can basically oh, the like, ones you do can do their hair on. and their makeup and stuff yep yeah <laughs> exactly and we were like four years old and I really wanted this Barbie doll because I wanted to do its hair I wanted to do its makeup I wanted to have that option um and so I think that was one instance where I like became aware that okay beauty is dressing up maybe beauty is definitely like doing something out of your normal ordinary waking up and then also in seeing my mom obviously she her special events would do her makeup for the first time ever she wasn't a person who wore any makeup until there was like an occasion and during these occasions she'd put on red lipstick she'd put on some mascara um, and maybe a teeny bit of eyeliner mm -hmm. and just seeing that and seeing her ritual she'd also put on perfume um yeah she looks so stunning um whether or not she did that and you know just on a normal day but mm. that felt like a really elevated moment because she'd also wear really nice clothing so I think mm. the combination of fashion with um some beauty mm. practices is just striking you know those are big standout moments that I think influence mm. my ability to recognize that this was the thing that women did and when when was the first time that you started playing with like makeup or changing your hair it was pretty late for me 
I'd say in middle school. So I wasn't allowed to wear makeup or even paint my nails. Okay. Um, but by the time I was in, around 12, 13 years old, I had a friend who had three sisters mm-hmm. and she was getting handed down all of these like beauty tips mm-hmm. <laughs> that were like obviously from like other children because her sisters were like maybe 16 and, okay. and 17 at the yeah. time. She passed on a lot of that advice to me and she was a girl who wore like a full face of makeup <laughs> and at that point I started wearing like more eyeliner. I finally thought about like shaving so it was just like this combination of like coming out of puberty or going through puberty mm. and then also like coming into like some level of womanhood yeah and trying to you know be more attractive mm. um yeah i think fucking my eyebrows is when i started doing that around 13 years old so yeah <laughs> that's, <the thing>. <laughs> that's it you have to kind of have to keep going and it's tough because yeah. it's like there's so many different things when it comes to girlhood that you start I don't know what it is like for boys but it seems like there's just a lot more for girls whether it's like changing your hair to look like somebody else's and then yeah making your eyebrows the the look of the moment and then it's the makeup and then it's the clothes and it's just a whole it's a lot and I think it's it's probably worse now because we have social media going like growing up with these girls like I can't imagine how different it is if they're checking Instagram every day and yeah it's one of those situations where it's only you can only imagine that's more amplified that it's even harder to opt out of Mm. what it to be like a girl and it's even harder to not follow all these friends Mm. and it seems like simultaneously a lot of the younger generation is also so conscious around sustainability and that's the thing with like at least fashion friends and working with brands and that's what's great about beauty because it is Mm actually probably helpful to that but Mm. um with the rotation of clothing in and out it's just so poor for the environment and a lot of brands that are um, creating clothing that's fast fashion yeah really harmful what do you do because obviously you live in new york are you going to like fancy spas when you need to chill out or are you a diy person or what's when it comes to that sort of like head to toe i'm going to take care of myself what's your sort of first option I this year tried different facial places in New York and spas and things of that nature. And at the end of the day, I'm still very much a DIY kind of girl. Um, so for me, um, if I need to, you know, engage in like some kind of like facial mask, anything like that, I have things here at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll usually keep it simple, do a clay mask. Mm-hmm. I do need to, I'll even like boil a hot pot of water and mm-hmm. stick my face over the steam yep. and really help things to kind of get extracted from my pores mm-hmm. before facials and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like operating at home Yeah, um, when it comes to a lot of these rituals because it's definitely my place, my number one place mm-hmm. of comfort. I mm-hmm. try to create my home so it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes going to a spa and being... I think being having somebody like camper me doesn't feel as relaxing one yeah, because I know yeah. it's bleeding. Eventually, yeah. I have to get up and leave. <laughs> you have um, to be like in yeah. your home, I think, so you you get that treat and you don't have to go anywhere. Especially in New York, the last time yeah. the last time I came to New York was for Christmas, and me and my friend booked um, it was like a body scrub. I think it was at Bliss Bar, so it's like a full on um, body scrub. Yeah. 
put and it was so nice it's like ginger and lime revitalizing and then to go outside into that new york cold <laughs> what was the point because uh, straight away you start doing this and your body tenses up yeah. and it's yeah it's a waste of money <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know they're not cheap in new york i have to say it's like the prices in new york for beautifying yourself are just very different to here oh is it oh that's good to know i need to revisit my um <laughs> my beauty routine elsewhere yeah but yeah that's a good point that's the cold and the dirt and that comes mm. with like the pollution of new york city <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of undoes everything yeah so when do you feel you're most beautiful like what does it take for you to be like i look great or i feel beautiful today for me beauty is usually connected to kind of like feeling the sense of like security Okay. Is what I recognized. And so for me, when I feel most beautiful, it's kind of when I've just gotten out of the shower. Mm-hmm. That is probably my peak <laughs> feeling <laughs> of <you> beauty. <laughs> peak cleanliness yeah, and yeah, peak yeah. beauty. Yeah. Um, because I do feel like this freshness. Um, and my pores feel like really open. I feel like, and there maybe it's, also me needing to be more moisturized in general but I love that process of like getting freshly out of the shower and putting on some lotions mm, and like mm. all, of, all of the scents like every part of it feels like very refreshing mm. um, and I wish I could walk around the world like that all the time mm. not particularly naked but with that same <laughs> level of like I'm so fresh yeah 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 I know what you mean <laughs> it's so funny because yeah. more and more I do this it's the, the number one answer all the time really yep number one answer all the time huh it's definitely opportunity for a business then yeah yeah it's like i guess you it's know? like a sense of renewal and yeah even if you wake up in a bit of a funk or if you go to like you're winding down the day and you're in a bit of a funk lately i've started saying i'm just going to get in the bath and i think it helps like washing away stuff i know it's like you know it's not literally like washing away those shitty comments that somebody might have made or like the bills that are mounting up but i think maybe it's just like a sense of renewal you take everything away and you're just like you and your purest form and everything else is kind of it doesn't matter like it's 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 still going to be there but it doesn't really matter to like who you are yeah but yeah it's that's the most probably common. most of it yeah that's funny that this is the most common thing. Especially it really is. So into beauty that like truly it's just stripped down. If we could always feel that level mm. of like like slate, right? Like we're not carrying any burdens and comments as you mentioned and things of the day. Mm. And we're really just like starting new. Mm. That'd be pretty, yeah, that'd be pretty special. Yeah, I need to ask you before you go about your hair because I <laughs> yeah, think since I've been following you, I think it's pretty much always. I think I always see it in braids. Is that because you're growing it? You just want to protect it. You don't want any fuss. So I did uh, about three years ago. Now I did the big chop, which is okay. You know, completely shaving off all your hair. You shaved it um, off. Yeah. So oh, I, photos of, I love that look. Access to yeah. I really did like being bald mm. or having like very very little yeah. much, like kind of a buzz and I did that really because I had spent about 12 years 
straightening my hair kind of thing, right? And it was so dry mm. and it's never, it was never me, right? Like you look in retrospect, it didn't, didn't look good like at me. It was, yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like me. Even mm. when it looked great, it just wasn't enough of my identity mm. in it. Um, yeah. I'm being dramatic. It looked fine during the time. But it was, yeah. Yeah. When, like, it, when it, um, I know what you mean. I think it's looking back. you like, it doesn't look like you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it kind of got to the point where I was just sick of doing the relaxers. I knew it wasn't good for me. And so I shaved off my hair and it started to grow back a little. And then I shaved it again. And I kind of liked the buzz look. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I also felt super androgynous. And I stopped mm-hmm. wearing dresses. I stopped wearing skirts. And I kind of like rejected a lot of traditional feminine things like mm-hmm. earrings, makeup, okay, all of it. Um, yeah, during that period, I didn't feel very beautiful either. But I did okay. feel so it all started like, with the haircut. Yeah, it kind of started with like me shaving my head. I think it was, okay. it's always a reflection of things internally. Like my hair is the thing that I change most frequently to reflect how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, I think at that time I was just feeling very, very clear on creating a new chapter in my life okay because I was getting ready to move to California and start at Google mm-hmm. and this was going to be for the first time a workplace environment where I could eh, marketing wise always be myself you mm-hmm. know like according to their mantras and such and mm-hmm. I did feel more safe and comfortable to do that and so so I wanted to kind of start fresh and yeah and since then I've been growing back my hair mm-hmm. after a few months of doing the buzz thing I felt really just like it i missed the personality that hair brought yeah yeah and so i was like okay let me start growing back my hair and i started growing it back and really actually understanding my hair texture again mm-hmm. um and hating a lot of the awkward stages but yeah um yeah after about a year I, yeah it's just like just so many so many stages that you can't control right yeah it's so short you can't like pull it back there's no real yeah if you, if you want to cut it again then you have to wait even longer for yeah, it to grow yeah, yeah. um but i got it to a place where it was long enough i can pull back and that was within maybe a year and mm-hmm. a few months mm-hmm. where it was long enough i could completely pull back and um and yeah i was like this is so much work now that i do have hair i have to do some type <laughs> A styling yep. <laughs> so that I don't have to do my hair every day this is yeah. literally so much work so much time mm. and and honestly even though I love my natural hair I was like I don't I don't need to do my hair every you know it's mm. like it's so great to have this. I've discovered this I see it it's so great now yeah. I want a style that um, I think reflects how I'm feeling and where I'm at and I discovered box braids I moved back mm-hmm. to New York okay. I was also entering another chapter okay so i moved to california and then i came back to new york and i knew that i wanted to get box braids mm. and so within two days of being back in new york i went to the african hair braiding salon okay and they did they did this exact same style and i've been rocking it for the same for about a year and a half now and it's, oh, wow. it does not get old i absolutely love um having my hair braided since you've sort of gone to the braids and growing it again has that affected have you started wearing dresses again? And because obviously you mentioned wearing oh, a little yeah. bit of makeup. Oh, I just totally. wonder. It feels like something else so was funny. going on when you cut your hair. Yeah. Was there a breakup? Yeah, a lot of things. Like literally yeah. every single thing that you could have think. Change of job, end of relationship, moving back to New York. Right. Yeah. Um, feeling actually like the most feminine mm. that I've ever felt in my life. Right. So I kind of went for a long hair look. Um. 
feeling very powerful. Mm. Like a lot of things in combination. So it's always like not one change, yeah. but it's like yeah, new life. It's yeah. that level of like respect that we talked um, about in, in hopping out of the shower. So mm. the dramatic version of that. And, and yeah, got long hair, started wearing dresses again, love dresses, love skirts, mm. love onesies, mm. love wearing like a little bit more makeup. Um, yeah. And, and feel powerful in this again and feel powerful in myself. Cool. So I would say, interestingly, when I like shaved my hair and, and kind of went into a little bit more of like the androgynous mode, mm. I like wasn't feeling powerful, mm. you know, and I was just feeling in a very different headspace. Yeah. Not it in my like, like it. Not powerful. yeah, very different. Maybe you just so. wanted to like, because for me personally, I feel like when you shave your head in a way, it can be like a signal, like I'm focusing on something else now. I'm perhaps yeah. not interested in, in so many external things or attention and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. why it's associated with breakups quite often. It's like, that's the end of that. Like, let me get rid of that and go back to normal and maybe not attract so much attention. But I think when you're a woman, you attract attention anyway, whether you've got a shaved head or not. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like different type of attention. Mm. It's funny. Like, um, and being like, yeah, heterosexual than men that might be interested mm. in a woman with like, straight hair versus a woman with braided natural hair yeah, versus yeah. a woman with like shaved, shaved head. head yeah. Feel like different, different. I honestly recognize the like change in attention very mm. immediately, mm. especially because it's so common that people see the um, standard of beauty for women as long hair. Yeah. The amount of attention that I got once I got my hair braided felt ridiculous to me, especially because. It was synthetic hair. Like, this is not my real hair. Yeah. So, weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it was definitely helpful when I started dating again. I was like, wow, <laughs> lots of options. <laughs> Versus, obviously, it was mentally. I felt like when I shaved my head and I didn't have any hair, that I wasn't interested in people. People weren't interested in me. It was, yeah. You know, it was very yeah. much like me being in that mindset. But it did. I literally did not get any cat calls. Mm. You know, like life mm. is easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, I think I'll end on that note. Uh, yeah. This is such a pleasure. I love that we were able to talk about things that um, I think really, you know, obviously touched mm. on beauty, but actually connected to how we all operate and see culture and mm. see beauty um, based on where we're from, based on perceptions and things. So, well, maybe I'm we so can happy do it again. Maybe we can yeah. do it again. I mean, my goal is I really want to come back to New York in the new year. And I thought mm. it'd be cool to like hook up with maybe three people while I'm there, perhaps people that I've already spoken to, or maybe one that I've never yeah. spoken to, and just like do a real chat. Um, yes, face face. I would love that. Please yeah. include me. I would love, yeah. love, love that. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we can do a little shoot as well. So um, thank you so much for your time, Anissa. Um, I'll make Thank sure you, I'll include, you know, well, tell people where's the best place to find you if they want to know more about you. Yeah. So my Instagram is Anissa Benitez. Um, that's a great place to find me. I'd also encourage people to follow more underscore by underscore her more yes. by her, um, on Instagram and then actually read the full five stories. I link them in bio or you can go to more by her.com. 
Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast, so I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening.